The Flourishing Workplace podcast is all about business and nonprofit leaders who are changing things. It's for the innovators, the risk takers, and the change agents who are going beyond business as usual, and they're creating the future. They are done with the status quo, and they are rising to a new opportunity. They think innovation, and they create it. Whether you're listening at work, at the gym, or on your commute, here you're going to find inspiration for your business or nonprofit to have impact and to create workplaces, people, and communities that flourish. Welcome, everyone, back to the Flourishing Workplace Podcast. I'm so excited to have my friend Tanya here, who I consider a leadership guru, because every time I leave Tanya's presence, I feel like a better person, let alone a better leader. So welcome, Tanya. Awesome. Thanks, Connie. Thank you for those very kind words. And thanks for having me to be part of this conversation. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited you're here because you really um, have been paving a new way for leaders, a new type of leader, the kind of leader that we need right now is different than the way we've done things before. But really, this is just the type of leader that you talk about all the time. Um, So what is this? What does leadership look like for you right now in, in COVID in the midst of, of change and where everybody's at? What does this people centered leadership look like? Yeah, you know, I think the world is opening up to this type of leadership right now. And I think that's, from my perspective, that's what it is looking like is, you know, we were in this place of, you know, in our offices and this sort of top down hierarchical demand and control approach to leadership. And all of a sudden, when we came into this global pandemic, you know, what, what, what I actually was feeling or my fear or my outside my office door where my kids and my dog that you just heard barking or, you know, sitting at my kitchen table was uh, kids doing schoolwork or a husband that's out now at home. And so I think what happened is that opened us up to say, okay, leadership looks different now. Like there is this, we're not this one person nine to five and one person at home. We're this whole person. And how do we, how do we lead that? So how do we care for those people so they can still do the work in their in the reality of what's happening how do we show some empathy how are we as leaders even saying like we talked about connie like we're tired <laughs> how do you show up as a leader still competent and capable but be really authentic and vulnerable to say i'm tired and i need a break or i need some help that's sort of what i'm uh what i'm seeing right now in leadership is there's this like this sort of stress and this like tipping point of like old style leadership to new style and the world sort of opening up and needing something different, like craving something different. Yes, yes. And that tension that you talk about how many are at home and we have our families at home. There's, Mm -hmm. there are people in North America whose children have been home now for a year and they've had to work, you know, at home. And, And so there's no work home balance or separation anymore and so how like because you you lead a nonprofit, you run your own business how are you navigating some of these challenges as a leader um i'm navigating them by being very doing my best to do that self-care practice so i'm a big um i check in with you leader to take care of yourself body like I, i anybody i talk to or any kind of call I really want to know that. So for me as a leader, like what is my, 
you know, and sometimes the basics, how am I sleeping? How am I eating? How am I moving my body, right? To, out for a walk? What am I drinking water? Um, how am I taking a few minutes, minutes, maybe it's three minutes to take a breath, put my hand on my heart, my hand on my belly and take a deep breath as I enter into the next, like the minute, the minute between each gym call uh, or the next thing or the next piece, just to try and, some of those real basics of, of self-care and self-awareness uh, and empathy for your, for myself as a leader is how I've um, been able to do that. I also have a really excellent team of people at Brown Bagging and we can show up pretty vulnerably and say, hey, you, you need to take a step back, I'll step in, or how are you doing? This is more my strength, let me take this away off of your plate, and this is more my strength, so let, you know, I'm really collaborate in those ways, so that's kind of how we've been managing, I've been managing as a leader in this space, which as best we, possible, with lots of still failures right. <laughs> as well, mistakes. <laughs> yeah, what a time of learning it is. Mm. Uh, I, I like how you're talking about people are stepping in to, to speak up, so that tells me right there that you have a culture where people are allowed to share how they're doing and that when they share how they're doing, somebody's going to step in, somebody's going to have their back, someone's going to cover for them. And it sounds like this beautiful ebb and flow that at least people know that they're supported and held, which to me sounds like a great way to create belonging. Um, and I, I'm wondering if you could speak to that piece because Right now, belonging is probably very challenging for organizations as people are home or there's a hybrid of work and home. How would you, how would you say creating belonging right now? What does that look like in the workplace? Yeah. From my perspective, I think that belonging piece, there's a few elements that come into this. Is One is that if we think about sort of this continuum of connection to trust, to belonging, right? So if you can have some real authentic, vulnerable, empathic connection, um, then we know that builds trust and that builds a sense of belonging. You feel safe to be seen in your messiness, to be heard, to be valued, Still, your worth is still held in that perspective. And I think that's one side of what that does for belonging when you have those real intentional connection and caring pieces as human beings when we show up to do the work we do. Um, and then another thing about that is purpose. Like we're hearing more and more about the value of purpose and having meaning in our work. And, uh, you know, we know that millennials really want to be part of a cause and something bigger than themselves. And the bottom line isn't just a dollar value bottom line. So I think belonging is related to purpose because when we have a sense of something bigger than ourselves, we feel like we belong to something. We're, we're part of that. It gives us motivation. It gives us that meaning. Um, I also think that purpose and that belonging piece help us um, through the tough times when we don't know, when we're scared, when we're exhausted, when we're burnt out and stressed and all those things. If we still have that North Star, that sense of purpose and that sense of belonging, it helps us get through those tough times. And it also helps us to celebrate those those really great times and that beautiful senses of belonging even more when we have that purpose. So um, those are the things I would say at this point I'm seeing in that how we can create that belonging. It's about that connection piece and the continuum of that and then and then having a clear purpose for whatever it is you do. Yes, that's powerful, powerful yeah. 
um, making that connection between purpose and and belonging. I, yeah. I really do think that that is that's it right there. What are some of these soft skills that you think we really need right now as they navigate teams towards purpose and towards uh, mental wellness and yeah. and just a collectiveness? What are some of these skills? Do you think? I think some of these these skills and sort of traits of leaders in this new world. Um, and yeah, we do say soft skills. I don't always like they're the most important skills, though, right? So even though we say soft and like even fluffy, sometimes it's still um they're not though they're so important they're the hardest ones actually out there so i would say some of those skills would be things like emotional intelligence how are we emotionally intelligent to be self-aware to know even our um that skill and my ego is okay to manage that <laughs> and say this isn't about me right now or this can somebody else can speak up who is this is their skill so that's all connected to emotional intelligence uh, in my view so that's a skill that definitely I think is needed now and I think there is this um, like that real authentic vulnerable um, like empathic side to leadership right now that skill of how do you show up with the empathy for yourself how do you show up like really vulnerable and by vulnerable we don't mean like we're shit we're airing our dirty laundry to the whole world but you know like still real or saying i don't know or i need help or tell me what you think and listen as another skill listen like you know really truly listen to hear not to respond um yeah, I think are some of those pieces. And when vision might be, isn't vision is another important skill, but when it's maybe not quite as clear in this uncertain time in our world, um, that's when I also tie back to that little bit of purpose piece, right? So you can, you can, if you have a purpose, the vision can be a little bit muddy, or maybe it's changing right now. That's what we're experiencing around begging. What is that? How does that vision maybe need to change slightly with what the world has taught us this last year? So how do you you might have that might need to be figured out but there's still a, a core purpose to what you're doing so those are some of the skills i would say are needed in in leadership and are in this time in our world yeah i i fully agree with you tanya and i love that you mentioned dropping the ego or being aware of the ego and how that can play a big part i find that the the most powerful leaders are the ones who are so self-aware they're mm -hmm. aware of where they're strong and they're aware of where that ego loves to come up and you know where they might feel threatened. I think that anyone who can face the ego with bravery and face themselves, I find yeah. that they're able to empower others and serve others and love others and be that kind of leader because they're not they're they're not in their own way. Mm -hmm. I think that yeah. that's a really powerful powerful barrier actually that you just uh addressed there that that yeah. all of us have to face i don't think there's one leader that doesn't have to face the ego 100 percent, connie and ego doesn't always have to be bad like it just can be a little bit of a truth guidance it's one of those bad words the e-word that we don't want to say <laughs> um and um and I, I do, I agree, even this, the brilliant leaders I see around me are the ones that can can identify that ego piece and know when to leave it at the door, know when it's helping to guide them. But um, that is that can be a barrier, I, I, I hear you for sure. And I think that we, 
we have such an opportunity to become better, the best versions of ourselves as we learn how to lead and how to work with people and, and, and learn how to come to the table with, oh, I don't work that way. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know that somebody else thought that way or that rubbed me the wrong way. And maybe getting curious rather than, rather than defensive. Why did that rub me the wrong way? And, and, and not judging it, just noticing it. I know that you do a lot of work around yeah. that. Yeah, and I and I love you. We haven't mentioned the word curious yet in this conversation, but it, that is true. That we know that's a part seeking to understand and just being curious on things before we go into that judgment place is so vital because we don't know. Again, we talk about what's going on outside of our office door. You know, my response in this conversation on behind a screen on a Zoom call might be because of something that's happening up there where maybe just get curious, what's going on for you, Connie, in your world right now? So I know how to respond. Curiosity um, is, is one of those key, seeking to understand is a key part of all this, especially in this world when we are, like we said, exhausted. Our mental health is, um, is so sitting at the surface of our hearts and minds right now, tired, weary. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that workplaces have such potential to increase our, our mental well-being just by providing good relationships and, and good connection. And we're not, you know, we're not uh, counselors, we're not psychologists, but that opportunity to be human and to allow others to peoples to show up, being human themselves and being on the journey together. I, I see you leading that way all the time. Like you are this kind of leader. You're the one that will text me just out of the blue and just say, Connie, how are you doing? And we don't even work together. You just do that just because. Where does this part of you come from? Like, wh when did that become a part of who Tanya is as a person? Oh, interesting. Good question. I just had this real, um, I, I just maybe saw some good and some bad, and I just didn't understand this, like not being this whole person. And how do you not care for people? And so I just really, um, in my leadership journey, which has sort of been all my life, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm a leadership guru by any means, I say I'm a leadership geek. And I think it's just been all my life is, uh, even back to high school, I led a dorm in a boarding school that I went to. And, you know, I couldn't just come and put these rules down when I knew they were missing home <laughs> or they just failed a test that day and they didn't have their mom outside their door to talk to them or, um, and, you know, we were treated as human beings and, and caring and was a part of them leading. And I just continued to evolve that both the heart and mind of leadership um, to, for people to show up fully. So I've just been continuing all my life to practice this. Um, way to engage with people. We've been practicing it and really trying to figure out the how to share it and teach it as well. Because when it's, you know, I'm a visionary, so sometimes a little bit ambiguous and out there in my ideas and can't synthesize them. So it's been figuring out those how pieces. So how do we actually do this in an organization or with coaching and mentoring and in a curriculum, all those, all those things. So um, yeah, I'm just a big believer in it. It's just part of who I am. Isn't that neat? I, I think that sometimes we can look back on who we are um, when we were a teenager, when we were a child, and yeah. we can find that inner leader that's always been there, or that person who had these unique skills that maybe we've forgotten about. Maybe the system has uh, squished it out of us. Um, maybe the way we've had to show up, we've armored yeah. up 
and we mm -hmm. forget. And yet, if we can go back to who we were and remember that that person is still who we are to this day, maybe we find the leader inside. We find the person who can lead with vulnerability and with strength and with bravery through hard things. I think that's powerful. And yeah. I'm not a bit surprised that you were like that because you're, that's who <laughs> you still are. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's not always, it's sometimes a, a little bit of the unbeaten path for sure. You know, it seems like it's a little bit more, it is the softer, the heart side of leadership and, uh, and the secret to that is that it actually is the most successful. Like it does get you to those results and bottom, typical bottom line, hard pieces, leadership. We talk about the mind pieces, but there's a way to do that with that is really caring for human beings to show up. And that's what I have practiced all my, pretty much all my life. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Yeah. I, and I'm wondering, you know, to, to close our podcast, we're facing some really interesting times and there's some challenges and hills that we need to climb and we need to be brave to face them. Like, what are some of the things that you're noticing that you would, you would want to call all of us leaders to bravery, to face head on and not be afraid of, you know, it's gonna, it's about, uh, being your true authentic, vulnerable self and having the courage to do that. Or we have to be really stoic and that shows no emotion and just goes and drives that bottom line. But I think, you know, I would love for people to stand up and say like, I need help or I'm, I don't know, or I'm, I'm, I need some time or my real authentic self. That's what we, that's an authentic, vulnerable way to show up as leaders. And it takes a lot of courage to do that. Uh, and that's what I would I would want people, I want people to just show, have the courage to show up really authentically and vulnerably. So if it's a workplace, if it's a family, if it's any station, just to show up in that real place. Yes. Yes. And, to, and that's okay. And that's uh -huh. allowed. Yeah. And no matter what we've learned that you should know what you're doing. I don't know whoever wrote that. They didn't know what they were doing. I'm sure. I don't think anybody really ever really yeah. fully knows, especially right now. And so Tanya, thank you so much yeah. for these nuggets. Cause I think what you've just done is you've reminded us that a we're human, but yeah. also permission granted permission granted mm -hmm. to show up and, and to have the bravery to face what we're going through right now, to be honest with ourselves, with others, and to know that we're going to yeah. get through this because yeah. when people lean into one another, what, what is possible mm. what what isn't possible when we lean in what will we not be able to overcome when we do it together yeah so true connie like that and i think in this bravery and in this style of leadership it is about being better together in that place of belonging and do incredible things whatever work you're doing um and that's i think that's the power that's the opportunity right now we have in the world yeah yeah well thank you for being that person you model no. it. If no, anyone ever you. wants to know, like, what does this actually look like? You just need to have a conversation with Tanya and you'll see it right, right away. away. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Connie. And thank you for all that you're doing and like getting these workplaces to flourish is an amazing, amazing uh, undertaking and so, so important right now. Yeah. Well, it's fun. It's fun. And we want to encourage all the listeners to keep going. Don't give up. Keep being that amazing leader. We're going to get through it. And again, Tanya, thanks so much for being here.